baby. <laughs> That's all um, I got. Hail to the king. I don't know. <laughs> what is that? You sounded like Ash Williams. I was doing an impression of Cusco from Oh, Cusco. Cusco. Cusco and Ash Williams are basically the same person. They have so little sense. What else does Cusco say? You ruined the emperor's group. He doesn't you even say that. You threw off my groove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi and welcome to Bigfoot is Probably Real, the podcast where we discuss cryptids and how probably real they actually are. I'm Allie. I'm Katie. Here we are again. October's in full swing. Oh, yes. I am ready for the temperatures to finally drop um, scary movies. Yeah, we've been really enjoying some scary movies this month. We've watched, we watched all of Over the Garden Wall. Yeah. We watched Monster House. Monster House was 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Do yourself a favor and watch Monster House this Halloween season. What else did we watch? Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Last weekend I'd never seen it, but it was really good. And I would highly recommend it to anyone who likes like goofy classic comedies. I mean, Gene anyone... Wilder is going all out. Yeah. That was great. I had no idea what I was strapped in for, but I was so ready for it. <laughs> it's so wacky. But you know what we didn't watch a movie about? What? Well, we didn't do the definition of cryptids. Oh, yeah. I forgot. So I just jumped we, right into, like, I was thinking, oh, I need to, like, intro, yeah, do some banner, me banter. Me too, me too. I was right there with you. All right. Well, wait, wait. What am I listening to? What is a cryptid? A cryptid is any creature whose existence is unsubstantiated or debated, so we're not sure if it's real or not. Some common cryptids you might know are Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, yeah. I remember. Last and you should week. know all about the Loch Ness Monster now. Yeah. I think every all of us are experts on the Loch Ness monster and just who she is and mm-hmm. how beautiful and majestic she can be. Well, forget all of that. Make room in your brain because forget to- everything but fine dining and breathing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fine dining, breathing, and el chupacabra. Oh! <laughs> Yay! Oh, the levels went. <laughs> wire just now. So, you've heard of the chupacabra. I have. What do you know about the chupacabra? Well, I know that when I was a kid, there was a Scooby-Doo movie <gasps> of where they meet the chupacabra. So, it was pretty interesting. And I I know that it's a South American, Central American kind of cryptid base. Yeah. You know, like yeah. cryptids all over the world. But I don't know. Honestly, that's as far as my immediate knowledge extends. Okay. So, let's jump into it. Let's I'm so excited. Let's jump into it. First of all, it has kind of two different descriptions of what it looks like. One being kind of an alien-like, reptile-like creature with leathery or scaly greenish-gray skin and sharp spines or quills running down its back. It stands about three to four feet tall in a similar posture to a kangaroo. Wait, is that all one description? That's one description. Okay, I hate that description. (laughs) But I'll allow it, you know, like, I'll allow that. Well, I, I like I like any time that I get to imagine quills, so. Quills, yeah, the quills are a big part of the description. Oh, really? And the other kind of version of the chupacabra is a strange breed of dog with a pronounced spinal ridge, eye sockets, fangs, and claws. And it can also kind of have quills or spikes on its back. Interesting. Okay, all right. Not as depicted in the Scooby-Doo movie, but again... What did it look like in the Scooby-Doo movie? I think it was just Bigfoot. (laughs) I can't actually remember, but maybe I'm misremembering, because it was either Bigfoot or a pterodactyl was in the end. 
the monster. A pterodactyl. Or it was like some kind of like demon wing creature. We gotta creature. watch this movie. Yeah. Because the movies, the monsters are real, right? In well, the show, so it's fake. What? But oh, Zombie oh, Island yeah. was real. I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, in the movies, whenever they unmask the villain at the end, it's, a it's always like actually a monster as opposed to some old coot. Yeah. As you might Trying say. to do property fraud. Some old coot. <laughs> <laughs> But something that is consistent in all descriptions of the chupacabra is its method of killing. How does it kill? It drains its victim's blood through small puncture wounds. Sometimes there's two, like a vampire bite. Yeah. But sometimes there's like three in a downward-facing triangle. I hate that. And it sucks the blood from its victims and its victims are always animals like livestock and pets like sheep and cows and cats and dogs and then sometimes there's even organs missing but the only wounds on the animal are the little puncture wounds it can suck out your organs yeah i'm scared i'm getting like okay vampire vibe but like some kind of some kind of ancient vampire like not a not a Edward Cullen. Yeah, not some pretty boy fancy lady like i'm talking older than Nosferatu like this was Maybe a pre-human vampire. Some messed up stuff. Yeah, something. Three teeth marks. That's my... Ugh, it's freaking me out just thinking about it. I can't even say anything about it because it's so gross to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, the literal translation of chupacabra is goat sucker. Oh, I see. Because it... chupar to suck and cabras, goats. I see, I see. Because you said livestock is its mm-hmm. only real like victim or prey. So It's that... never reportedly attacked a human thank goodness i love a good like friendly cryptid well friendly it is still responsible for mass killings of livestock so are we (gasps) are we all just the chupacabra (laughs) my dreams (laughs) (laughs) our dream selves leave our body and become the chupacabra that's why i don't want to wake up every morning i'm so groggy because i'm like no i want to go back to being I want to drink cow blood. Ah, I am the goat sucker. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so it's called the Chupacabra, the goat sucker. And that name actually came from the Puerto Rican comedian Silverio Perez. Okay. He was commenting on when this all kind of was happening, all these events that we're about to get into. And he just, he came up with a name. I'm so curious. When were all these events, like when did he coin the term? I am. I think it was in the '90s. Okay. Yes, 1995 to 1996 is kind okay. of the limelight era for the chupacabra. The chupacabra is a '90s baby. Oh yeah! Hell yeah! I love that vibe. <laughs> Let's get our prostitutes and go. <laughs> so it originated in Puerto Rico, but chupacabras have been reported as far north as Maine as far south as Chile, and even in Russia and the Philippines. Wow. Okay. So maybe this is some kind of like, oh, I don't know. There's, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like just scaring me. It's kind of, I got a little scary doing the research for this. I'm excited to learn more. In 1975s, a series of livestock killings in the small town of Mocha in Puerto Rico were attributed to El Vampiro de Mocha. Others thought it was the actions of a satanic cult. And, but all of the animals, hundreds of animals, were found bled dry through a series of small circular incisions. This is giving me Midnight Mass vibes. Hardcore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another October little, like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Midnight Mass. 
That stupid last episode. The last episode we were not fans of, but the previous episodes we were big fans oh, of. Oh, yeah. It was pretty much consuming my whole brain. So oh, the, yeah. this, the, though, the incident of like a small town, there's like a vampire. Ah! Sorry, I just thought Because vampires that. have been romanticized so much, which is interesting yeah. and valid. Yeah. But a vampire that is just a scary monster. Has a certain appeal as well. Oh, yeah. I would say a, a stronger, more universal appeal. Yeah. Because, like, a vampire is only going to tickle so many people's fancy. Mm-hmm. But, like, a vampire could scare scary. anyone, you know? Like, yeah. Like, that idea, I don't know. Like, not everyone's going to fall in love with a vampire, but everyone is going to be scared of a vampire. Except for the people who want to fall in love with them. Exactly. And they're already here. Exactly. <laughs> so let's all, wait, are we, we're falling in love or... I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> and so that was happening in 1975. But then 20 years later in 1995 is kind of when the Chupacabra got more famous. Okay. And actually when it first earned the name Chupacabra. Right, right, right. So there were a similar series of livestock killings. They started in Puerto Rico, but they were reported in, in other countries as well. The first witness to ever report seeing the chupacabra was named Madeline Tolentino, and she reported seeing the creature in the Puerto Rican town of Canovenas, where 150 farm animals and pets had been killed. 150? Yes. All told, the chupacabra is allegedly responsible for thousands of animal killings. Wow. And when these animal killings happen in this town, it would be like, hundreds of animals all at once like or just a rash of hundreds and hundreds of animals interesting that's scary okay so hundreds of animals getting taken out i'm trying to think like you know we always dive into how realistic is this Mm -hmm. i don't know many other like a wolf could not do that right by itself and a coyote and a a lot of different animals i'm thinking of how could they take out hundreds and why would they be Mm-hmm. Driven to and why? So these animals were they drained of blood? Like you said, when earlier? the farmers went out to investigate, the wounds had no blood. There was they were like drained, and there was no blood around in the grass. See, either. that's not that's not anything that uh anything does. That's nothing. That's that's a cryptid for sure. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's happening! It's happening! It happened. <laughs> One resident who saw the chupacabra described it as, I think it belongs to the monkey family, but it isn't a monkey exactly. It ran like a monkey and was about four feet tall, but it didn't have a tail. (laughs) I hate that description. Four (laughs) feet, huh? Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm not scared of vampires. It's a little guy. Well, if he can drain hundreds of animals, I am still scared of him. And there's, imagine a, a bunch of those guys, maybe. Yeah, it sounds like a squad. And like a monkey, but definitely not, not a, monkey. a monkey. Yeah. That's that's, that's funny. <laughs> Maybe Scooby-Doo is onto something, though. Yeah, I know. I really want to... I'm going to try to quietly Google something. You can continue okay. to speak. So, throughout 1995 and 1996, there are hundreds of animals, at least over a thousand, that are all reported to be victims of the chupacabra. And they consistently are found with strange puncture wounds and are described as bloodless. So they would have them like in their neck, but also other places in their bodies. There was this cat they found that had a single puncture wound through the top of its skull. What? <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. 
And I was reading a bunch of these descriptions. This is the chupacabra from Scooby-Doo. Oh my it's literally goodness. just Bigfoot with pointy ears yeah. and pointy eyes. So. That's like vampire Bigfoot. It's, That's what Bigfoot would look like. Maybe the chupacabra <gasps> is like a vampire, vampire Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> we solved it. We I don't even need to tell you the rest of this. Case closed. Yeah, I guess <laughs> we're it probably real. <laughs> no, wait, I have more evidence. Um, but some of it's a little disturbing. So this next part. Viewer discretion is advised. Yeah, for like the next minute, I'm going to describe something that's a little gnarly. So fair warning. Mm-hmm. Because most of these were all punctured ones, but there were like two or three cases where the, there was this cow they found and its ear was cut off with a blade and its udders were <gasps> cut off and its butt and vagina cut very cleanly but there was no blood in the wounds that oh my god that is disturbing that is that that is truly disturbing it's like a cult like ritual kind of thing like some kind of like gross mutilation to for some like ritual sacrifice or yeah, something really messed up so that up. makes me think that's not a bigfoot that's some kind of like i feel like someone took advantage of the chupacabra thing and, and did like, something messed up yeah like we're gonna sack like i mean cults are cults you know they're out there who knows who knows what they're doing who so that was also, also amongst these. that could be the it could be the chupacabra he could just be like on he could one. just be nasty he could just yeah. be a nasty boy <laughs> <laughs> there was another instance where the ear was cut off again but this time the skull was removed from the cow the head not the head the skull was taken out. So the head. The whole head? Because no. they took the skull out the head? They took the skull out the head. Left left it behind. Left the cow behind. I'm literally losing my mind. This There have been so many moments where I just am speechless, I feel like, about these events that are occurring. God. That doesn't even make sense. But it kind of, like, I'm like, poor cows. Poor cows. They were... Probably they have it. Dead. They no, have it rough, okay. you know. Yeah, I know. Maybe this is all like a big metaphor for like the be a vegan. <laughs> the cows are staging it. Yeah, it's like the Chick Fil A cow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just trying to kill all the chickens. <laughs> oh, and another witness in this same time period also saw the chupacabra and described it. She at first saw it and thought it was a dog eating, like, something on the side of the road, but then it stood up and had hands. And, uh... I guess I need to speak out loud, because I just reacted, audience, by just cocking my head to the side real fast. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) continue. There was just so many reports of the Chupacabra throughout this two-year period. And then it kind of died down, but in the early 2000s, it started becoming popular again and especially in the southwestern united states because people find started finding dead bodies resembling the chupacabra's description hairless four-legged with burnt looking skin canine ish wait people started finding dead bodies dead chupacabras in the early 2000s and i actually remember this happening what because i remember being on the internet one day and like finding someone posting about this, I guess. And I didn't really understand. I was like, ew, is that a dead dog? This is scary. Is that a monster? I don't know what that is. I'm 14 or whatever. Dang. That's wild. Something's happening. So what is happening? 
I don't Benjamin know. Benjamin Radford. <laughs> okay, Ben, look <laughs> into it. He found, he wanted to know. Tell me what and it is. And so he did a five-year investigation, and he wrote a book called Tracking the Chupacabra. And so he started talking to all these people, and he kind of noticed that there, he divided all of the reports into these two categories of the reptilian chupacabra sightings and the canine chupacabra sightings. And he kept like not really being able, he, it was just dead end after dead end after dead end. And he was like, you know, I keep hearing these reports and there's like theories of what this could be, but none of it is substantial and none of it, I haven't been able to get like hard evidence. And it's, he was getting really frustrated. And so he's like, I need to go straight to the source. And so he's the one who did all this research and found the first witness, okay. Madeline Tolentino. Yeah, Tolentino, I remember. And so he interviewed her and during the interview, it did come to light that the week before she spotted the chupacabra, she had watched the 1995 sci-fi horror film Species. Oh. And the description that she gave of the chupacabra almost perfectly matches one of the alien <laughs> monsters from the movie. <laughs> Dang. And so he was like, oh, she saw something in the night, like a dog, and got scared and just implanted implanted the image of that however creature. i went and looked up this alien creature from the movie and it was like well it's dead on the same as her description but in my opinion it didn't look super similar okay it was way more humanoid and it did have the spines down its back but it was like different. i don't know it was it was different than what I was imagining based on them saying it looked exactly like the chupacabra. Yeah, that's weird. And also, so all the people who started reporting the chupacabra sightings very soon after Madeline Tolentino's, they all had very similar descriptions to her version. And so, so it was kind of like, inspired. is this influenced? And then there was a, a newspaper article run that printed an image of the chupacabra that someone had drawn that looked very alien-like. And so that image became very much associated with the chupacabra. I see, I see. So um, it's kind of like, that I feel like happens, that is a common trap. That yeah. Cryptid People lore get excited like, and then The hype builds up and everybody's putting their own ideas in the pot and stirring it around and pulling out other people's ideas. And it's like, what's going on here? What's the truth? Yes. You know? He also further discovered that necropsies weren't performed on most of the dead animals, so there wasn't actually a way to determine if they had truly been bled dry. And the one veterinarian that did an autopsy in her town on these animals, she autopsied and analyzed 300 of the animals and found that there was still blood in them. They hadn't ah. been bled dry. Ah. <laughs> well, maybe they had some blood, but I can't believe that the, you know, people finding these animals... I trust people who own livestock to no, maybe not have unusual. the same knowledge as a veterinarian, but to have some level of like common knowledge about, you know, stuff. But that's uh, disheartening. I, I mean, I guess I'm happy, right? Like, I don't want an evil ancient vampire to be stalking the earth. <laughs> uh, but don't you? But I really, I really, really do. do. <laughs> um, Radford also found that reports from the United States of sightings of the Chupacabra were mostly dogs and coyotes with mange. And later, <laughs> University of Michigan biologist Barry O'Connor found that these dogs and coyotes were infected with the parasite Sarcoptes sacbae, a.k.a. sarcoptic mange, which symptoms include little to no fur, thickened skin, a rank odor, and um, 
just like there can be some disfigurement because the dog is scratching so violently and its skin like thickens and swells and stuff. Poor little mangy dog. Yeah, because this is also a little bit gross. It's actually a mite that digs under the skin. And so the dogs are just scratching and scratching and scratching at their skin. But they, and so it's really terrible. Yeah, so I could I could see seeing that and being like, "What is that? A monster? Yeah, <laughs> the dog monster that I've heard so many Much things of, about. I've been hearing about the chupacabra. I'm seeing this weird, messed up dog that smells like hell, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is highly contagious and fairly common among dogs. Poor dogs, and it also would make them very weak, which would." For coyotes and stray dogs, drive them to attack livestock instead of hunting down prey. And so if there was an outbreak of sarcoptic mange happening, all these coyotes and dogs would start going after livestock instead of their normal prey. Okay. And because they are also so weak and sick, even if they they might struggle a lot to take the animal down, and then they might not even be strong enough or have the desire to eat it. it So they just bit it and then left it. That sounds so much more true than an ancient And then the dead animal laid there all night and the blood would settle towards the bottom of its body, (laughs) thus draining the blood away from the wound. So the farmers might initially think the wounds are bloodless because of lividity. The wounds. Okay, okay. Wow, you really reversed it on me. A little reverse card. (laughs) Yeah. It's a pack of mangy dogs. It's a pack of mangy dogs. Or it's a monster. Or a monster. (laughs) With quills and a lizard body and a monkey run. (laughs) And another explanation for the chupacabra. Okay. That um, um, is that the U.S. military is conducting top-secret scientific experiments in El Yunque, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it, rainforest, and they might have created the chupacabra. Oh. And the U.S. military has been active in the, rainfo- in the Yunque rainforest since 1934. Oh. And they almost exposed, or they did expose it to gamma radiation as part of Project Plowshare to test how local fauna and flora would react to radiation and it was the test site for agent white a herbicide that rapidly defoliated trees and shrubs in the 60s we don't need to so both of these things were shut down but a few years later they built an electronic site on pico del este but it was shut down in 2003 but a lot of people think oh it's not shut down they're doing experiments that's where the chupacabra is i don't believe in the People who run that ability to, to create, create chupacabra. chupacabra. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I don't know if they could. But, you know, there are, off, like, I feel like there was kind of that, um, wasn't Mothman, maybe there was the nuclear yeah, radiation there was the, left over from the military the TNT, test site. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely as feasible now as it is in Point Pleasant, or here as it is in Point Pleasant. Yeah. However, um... Yeah, I feel like if we had invented chupacabras as part of a military defense like moment, we would have enacted them already. We would have put six of them on someone. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But that's, maybe it's coming. Yeah, that's how we're it's all going to go out. Yeah, chupacabra, chupacabra war. apocalypse. <laughs> that's the next cold war. Oh my god. <laughs> um, dang, I'm so, Katie. You really took me. I was feeling so like. Yeah, that you forgot was real. And then he fucking explained all this stuff about the dogs. And I'm like, dogs, and they're sick. Yeah. 
So it's a little disappointing because the general consensus is that Chupacabra is not real. However, you know, there are still those people holding out. Yeah. And a lot of people think that the Chupacabra could also be an alien. That is, I mean, I think that aliens, you know, the older I get, the more and more I understand the appeal of ancient alien theory and like all of that. I don't know why, but it just grows on me like every... Every day I get a little bit more into the idea that aliens have come here and multiple times maybe visited, gotten into a little trouble and left. So maybe around that area, like if all these other weird things are happening, right? Like there is the military test site. Yeah. There is the mangy dog group. There is just all kinds of weird stuff. Maybe an alien also fell and like was a little lizard quilled freak yeah. and someone saw it like that woman saw that and the alien was like fuck I wasn't supposed to be seen my vacation's gotta end early I now gotta go. I have to go and like that just happened too <laughs> everything was it's all true it's all true <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah that is basically all I have on the chupacabra I liked it What? yeah I mean I would be like I guess we should say if we believe in it or not I'm gonna say I'm out a, I'm at a 3 out of 10 or a 2 yeah. out of 10 I would say I'm at a 3 yeah just cause I want it to be true right like I'll never that's like a fun scary cryptid it, yeah it would be more fun if the cryptid were real than it <laughs> is if reality's real so yeah. I guess I'll just say 9 out of 10 no <laughs> <laughs> I'm still at a 3 yeah. Well, we we have a little extra time. We forgot, Katie, we forgot to do our intro, or our outro for what the last two episodes. Keep it probably real. Oh, we have forgotten. I remember just now during this episode okay. earlier when I made a joke about it. So in about three minutes, we're going to say that. And until then. Until then. We will. <laughs> we'll talk about, well, it's October. Yeah. So we need to keep it spooky. I feel like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants to get a little spooky in October. Yeah. Is there any monsters or cryptids that you are afraid of? Yeah. What is the scariest cryptid? And when in I was your a kid, opinion? I was terrified of Goat Man. Goat Man. Oh I, my god! Someone supposed sent me something about Goat Man the other day. I've never heard of Goat Man. You've never heard of Goat Man? Maybe I'll have to do an episode on Goat Man next time, or maybe so in a couple times. Maybe so. The need arises. Um, what about you? What's the scariest cryptid? Um. The scariest cryptid? I think, um. Fresno Nightcrawler. Fresno Nightcrawler? No, he's the cutest. He's the cutest one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of all the cryptids that we've covered and which one I would feel the most fear if I encountered. Maybe the Mongolian death worm would. That would be, be pretty, pretty scary. Ooh, that would be gross. Um, I think like I would be scared if I saw Bigfoot. We I haven't be... covered Bigfoot, but no. we've covered like sheep squatch and the honey honey, the honey island. island swamp monster. If yeah. I saw that, Swamping. I would probably be like excited, just as excited as I am scared. What about the Loveland frogs? <laughs> I would laugh at that little dude if I saw. Him. <laughs> I would literally point and laugh if I saw. What the are you Loveland gonna do, frog. little wizard? I love you, Loveland frog. Okay, we need to make our own cryptid. Yeah, cryptid OCs. Cryptid OCs. Send in your cryptid OCs. We, you need to have a physical description, where they hang out, and like, what are what do they do? Do they attack people? Yeah. Do they just lurk in the woods? I don't know. I'm trying to think of, yeah, okay. I, I think it's definitely got to be name, place, 
description, like you said. But there has to be some kind of X factor for every cryptid. Yeah. And we really need, I think, before we end the episode, we'll try to define the X factor. And I think, you know, it can be anything. Like, it's so vague in general. But it would have to be something that can reasonably exist on earth because yeah. like the ahul is a bat that's giant right that's not outrageous the bigfoot oh a species of undiscovered ape perhaps right so it's like an evolutionary yeah like something that got forgotten by closest evolution? real or closest existent species or something or like yeah. species type yeah know? yeah okay hit us up with your cryptid OCs. we'll come at you with some cryptid OCs. <laughs> We need to make a Memphis cryptid. There is a Memphis cryptid. I saw someone tweeted at us. What? Yeah. Okay. We'll look into that next time. We'll definitely look into this. Maybe not next time, but sometime in the future. And keep it probably probably real. real.